The 90 second pause is the difference between a reaction and a response, okay? So let's say you've got this trigger. Something is triggering you to want to binge because you're not just going to binge for no reason. There is mm -hmm. something that is making you binge. So we've got the trigger and we've got the reaction. Trigger is Bob said I'm fat or I'm ugly or whatever it might be. That's, mm -hmm. that's the trigger. The reaction is I'm going to eat my feelings, right? Yeah. And you've got the unwanted outcome because after that, you've got the, the feelings of guilt and shame. You're a bad person because you binged. Why are you like this? Why am I like this, right? Really, we take that trigger Bob called me an asshole or my husband's an asshole or whatever. Okay. Stop right there. When that moment happens, we take a pause, 90 seconds. That's all it takes to kind of get in control of our emotions. So we take that 90 seconds and then we have the response. Okay. So when you get that trigger, we take a deep breath. It doesn't matter how long it is, five seconds, just a couple seconds, whatever. Then we resist the urge to act impulsively, which is going to be the food, the, the food that we're binging and wanting to eat. And then we're going to put a name to how we're feeling. Welcome to Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt, the world's number one no bullshit health and fitness podcast. Are you ready to cut the crap with your diet and exercise, get strong as fuck, and build a healthy relationship with food? Then you've come to the right place. Show your support for the podcast by joining our Patreon community, where you get exclusive content which consists of monthly workouts you can do at home or at the gym, monthly challenges that are either strength, habit, or mindset-based, and access to hundreds of lower-calorie, higher-protein, family-friendly recipes. And now all Patreon members receive exclusive access to a private Facebook group. Now no, let's cut the, the crap. crap. All right, Beth, how Matt, you doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Doing well, nerdle. How is everything up in Maine? Busy. Busy? Busy. Oh, it's, just, uh, it's cold. Cold, yeah. Cold. What else is going on? Just getting ready for the holidays. I turn 51 next week. Oh my so. God, your birthday's next week. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Nerdle. I know. Fucking nuts. Yeah. Nuts! So, Mike's been out of town, so I've been doing a lot of the mom stuff, picking up, dropping off. It's it's just so much busier when he's not here, because we share everything. Yeah, I can definitely so. resonate with that. Myself, with me picking up more dad duty with Riker, I'm taking him to school three days a week now. And unfortunately for me, is his school, he open enrolls to a school. So he yeah. goes to school 45 minutes from my house. Mm -hmm. So when I'm doing that, that's three hours of my day, three days a week that I'm yeah. doing. So, you know, I, it's been a while since I've had to drive that much. I've, I've definitely had to do that before, but it's definitely you know, serving as that reminder that not everybody has just all this time in the day, right? And yeah. It and really does show me where I need to be smarter with my mm -hmm. time. That's and, the thing. Yeah. Now I'm like juggling. It's like, okay, I think people don't realize that life is going to be crazy and you have to plan. If you're going to be picking up Riker now, it's going to be different. So you have to switch things around. Like this yep. week, my workouts are different. Really, everything is different, but that's so okay. I just, life, I adjusted. It's been pivot. Pivot, yes. It's been a key word for me with my clients lately. Yeah. I'm like, well, listen, I'm like, we're just fucking pivoting. Like, let's just pivot, mm -hmm. throw some other shit against the wall right now and see what sticks. Like it's when because, we get stuck in these rigged schedules and yeah. we don't plan for life happening, that's when we get fucked. Mm -hmm. And I have like certain things are priorities for me. They're non-negotiables. Yes. So I make sure that I'm able to fit those things in. And that's my walking. That's my strength training. And they get done. Right. Some to actually, you know what? To be honest, last week, I only got one workout in because it was a little that's bit okay. crazy, but I got my walking in. So yeah, that's, I was that's happy. your true non-negotiable right there, right? The yeah, strength training, exactly. that's, that's high up on the strength of the, the priority list for you and for both of us. Mm -hmm. But that's one of those things that like, okay, if we don't do that. That's cool. We'll do it another day. At least we're getting yeah. our walk in to do something, right? 
Yeah. But actually, I should say by the end of the week, I actually was caught up on my workout. So I kind of finished them on the weekend and I'm starting the new cycle this week. So it actually did work out. For sure. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. We do. As well. We absolutely do. Uh, I mean, pressure from many different aspects of life, but we expect like we want we want to have everything planned out and we want everything to go according to plan. But that's the Mm -hmm. thing. Like nothing goes according to plan. Life's not fucking perfect. These seasons of life hit us differently when we're least expecting it. That's when we need to have kind of resiliency and a backup plan and having that mindset. It's not even necessarily a backup plan. It's just having that non-negotiable, that one small thing that you can do for yourself every day. Mm -hmm. And then just embracing that mindset of something is better than nothing. Like that for the most part mentality. And not throwing your hands up in the air. Like, I couldn't get the workout in today. So fuck, my whole week is screwed. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. okay, that happened. What's the solution for that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I hired a new coach yesterday oh, to, good. To, nice. to mentor me, to, to mentor me, not, to, okay. not, not for my team. And I actually wanted to talk about this really quickly. Yeah. Um, what, kind of, what kind of coach? He is going to help me simplify my business because mm, um, okay. I have, I got, I was trying to scale my business and then I got burnout doing it. Right. And I was like, man, mm. I don't really enjoy doing it this way. Yeah. So now it's just, he's helping me simplify things and mm-hmm. I was working so hard. As I've, I've talked to you many times about this working yeah. so hard wasn't seeing the results that I was wanting. Right. So I found this coach. I've been following him for a while now and his style of content resonated with me. I messaged him one day asking for some help on what what his opinion was on something. I yep. attended I attended one of his workshops that he was doing for like a hundred bucks and he completely mm-hmm. changed my, like he validated everything that I was feeling Yeah. Um, and that I knew that that was the right direction going forward. So I took action from that workshop with him and here I am a couple, couple weeks later. I'm like, you know what? I really love what you're all about. I kind of trialed his service with that mm-hmm. workshop and I was like, you know what? Let's go all in. So I'm, I'm working with him and I'm kind, of, I'm kind of saying this to say there comes a point when working harder isn't the answer. Right. If you're working hard and busting your ass and not- You got to work smarter, not harder. That is when a coach can be really, really beneficial. So yes. I'm saying this to say, we put our fucking money where our mouth is. We're always yeah. telling our listeners and people on the internet that if you're stuck, it's okay to reach out and ask for help. That doesn't yeah. mean you're a failure. You learn from your experiences. Yes. That's what I like to take it as. So if you're How feeling like you're be- spinning your wheels, it's okay to- Hire somebody, a mentor, a coach to help you get through it. You don't have to just continuously Mm -hmm. bust your ass and work harder. That recipe for burnout, you're going to hate what you're doing. You Mm -hmm. can simplify it and get results still. I mean, I I just hired a speaker coach I've been working with for a few months because I had my first speaking event. It's like, you got to sometimes hire out to learn something that you've never done before. Right. It's a skill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself, bitch. And once you do that, everything changes. Good for you, Matt. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Cool. So for today's episode, Beth, we we're gonna kind of do something we haven't done in a while. Yeah, we're gonna do a QA episode. Oh, I love these. We have a lot of questions, you guys. So we yes. may need to do a part two. I don't know. We might, yeah. We'll, we definitely we aren't gonna get to all of them. We won't be able to get all get to all of them. What I'm doing is I'm I'm just trying to go to the one go to the ones that I feel like are the most important ones to kind of address. Yeah, 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 yeah. So with that in mind, um, I know we did some, you did yours on Instagram. I did mine on Facebook. I tried mine on Instagram, but my Instagram engagement and reach sucks right now. So if you guys are listening, engage with my shit and help me get back in the great yes, like Instagram gods, but Facebook's popping off for me. So that's good. Yeah. You crushed Facebook land. I'm having fun on Facebook. That's my Man, favorite. all I do is I get the fucking like Disney channel people on my consistently, like I'd follow up you if you didn't swear. It's like, so you want me to become something that you like. Yep. So I should change myself for you. Yep. So fun fact about that, Beth, is I've lost a couple of thousand followers on on Facebook these last few weeks. 
from all, all your all, amazing fun posts that you've been yeah, doing? Yes, all those, those, all those good morning to everyone except posts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. A lot of people love them, but then some people are like, what the fuck? You're an asshole. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So yeah, they're true. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm doing the little, little winter cleaning of my, of my audience. It's like, always it, good. I, I love that you said that. Yeah. yeah. Because I do, when, if I post like an alcohol or a Bobby video, I know I'm going to get rid of the people that need to go. Yes. Exactly. And seriously, every single time, fucking a couple thousand. I'm like, all right, bye-bye. bye bye. See you later. Thank, thank, thanks for cleaning uh, the closet yeah. for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need those people being You eat poison. I'm like, shut messages. up. Oh, for sure. Anyway. Plus, I've got a hundred and thirty-five thousand followers on Facebook. Like, what do I yeah, need? Yeah, that's 100%? a lot on Facebook. I'm, I'm no, like it is. Three thousand. <laughs> I'm grateful. Oh for my it. god! Let me just put that out there. I'm very grateful for it. But yeah. at some point, like, why do I need more? Like, I don't. I just want to have a fucking kick-ass community. That yeah, I can... that's the thing. It's all about community. Like, we don't. I don't need more. Oh my god! And what people don't understand is the more followers, the more like hate you get. It it oh becomes more intense. Yeah. And I'm here to help people. I don't want to get bashed. Every single day. It, it's like times a million when you have that many followers. And it's not fun for me sometimes yeah, to yeah. separate that. So more yeah. does not equal better. More. Yeah, that's I mean, you, you know, right fucking anything, right? Like, yeah, more of a calorie deficit, not necessarily a better thing. More. Right. Cardio, more, more exercise. Right. Yeah, More exercise, not necessarily mm-hmm. a better thing. So more is not better. Better is better. I and mean, it's usually working smarter is better. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the fucking questions today. All right. Um, we got go a lot first? of them. We want to fit them in time here. Go ahead. Go, go for Okay. I have someone, Leo BY77. She has asking tips on how to not care about what people think, please. Confidence tips. Confidence tips. Oh, okay. I like that. You know what? Yeah. First off, confidence comes from doing, right? You, ha- you have to do to become more confident with anything like you start honoring your commitments to yourself. Yeah, so like with well, I wasn't confident in working out when I first started, but then I can't, became confident. I wasn't a confident runner. I wasn't a confident coach. So confidence comes from actually taking action and doing the the hard shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> make, yeah, making promises uh, to yourself, keeping those promises was, in my opinion, one of the best ways to build. Yeah, confidence. and then not caring what people think for me really came when I stopped judging other people. Oh my God, that's. The revelation right there. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. because I was a judgy, judgy bitch when I was drinking. I, I'm a totally different. Per- Actually, I was still me, but I was just a very, I don't know what you want to call it. I was I had a lot of trauma. I, I was you you were know, masking, acting you were, out. I was masking were, a lot of pain. Yeah, exactly. Without um, that. Yeah. And so everything I did was toxic. <laughs> Really? (laughs) I mean, I would drink and tell my husband not to eat ice cream. I did all kinds of crazy shit. So I think it comes from you stop judging other people, because when you stop judging other people, you don't worry about them, what they're thinking about you, because you don't do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. And it it comes with age, too, I got to say. Experience. Yeah. Knowledge. Wisdom. Mm -hmm, Yeah, for sure. I will say to that, I love what you just said, and I, especially the confidence piece of it, your own personal journey with being a judge, judgmental Judy, fucking mm-hmm. judge. yep. <laughs> belligerent Beth. Belligerent Beth. <laughs> for real. You have a mouth now. Is, yeah, for sure. A book that really changed my perspective on this is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by oh, Mark yeah. Manson. I have that I've book read too. that book probably three or four times. I've All my friends and family have recommended it to all my mm-hmm. clients. And it's for that, it's it's re- recognizing that you can't give a fuck about everything because mm-hmm. you have a limited amount of fucks that you can give, yeah. right? So you have to choose those fucks very carefully that you do. Mm-hmm. Hand out. So yeah, you can't give a fuck about everything. If you do, you're not going to care about anything and you're going to be burnt the fuck out. So my recommendation there, read the book, Subtle Art of Not Giving a yes. Fuck. Yes, yes. 
And he's got a fantastic newsletter too that I subscribe to actually. Oh, nice. Uh, email newsletter. So if you guys are interested in that, that could probably help you guys out there too. If there's one thing we can all agree on, it's that life is hard. And with that comes a level of stress that can often be debilitating. Balancing your mental and physical health often seems like you need a PhD to achieve. And so often we are only able to focus on one or the other, which can lead to a less than enjoyable life. And that's why I loved Cure Nutrition Serenity Gummies. From coaching calls to leadership meetings with my team, to tapping into my creativity for new content, to closing business deals, and even interviewing guests for this podcast, the Serenity Gummies have proven to be a valuable part of my self-care routine. I take them daily to help manage my stress and anxiety, and doing this allows me to perform at my absolute best, which helps me serve others to my absolute best. Formulated with their trinity of ingredients, a blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids, functional mushrooms, and adaptogens, Serenity Gummies are your answer to finding calm in the chaos that we call life. Right now, Cured is extending an exclusive offer to you, our listeners. You can grab a bag of Serenity Gummies for 20% off by visiting www.curednutrition.com ctc and using coupon code CTC at checkout. That's C-U-R-E-D nutrition.com slash CTC and coupon code CTC at checkout to save 20%. So what are you waiting for? Pop a gummy and protect your peace and let's cut the crap together. All right. So my question is going to come from our Facebook group, which if you guys don't know, we have a Facebook group that is exclusive for our Patreon members. Um, so if you become a Patreon member of ours for either the $5 a month or $10 a month, you get access to the Patreon, 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 Patreon exclusive members group. So yeah, we've got over 300 people in that group, which is awesome. We hope to see you in there. So my question comes from Tamara. She says, how can you stop yourself in the middle of a binge, aka binge eating? It's so hard when it's happening. Absolutely. What I'm going to recommend here is the power of the pause. If you're in the middle of a binge, you may or may not be aware that you're doing it. You're more, you're most likely aware that you're doing it because binging is usually a very intentional thing. And we just covered this in group coaching for our mindful eating program literally Tuesday last night. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to talk about what we talked about there. The pause. Okay. So it's a 90 second pause. And I'm looking at the graphic that we used for this. It's a 90 second pause is the difference between a reaction and a response. Okay. So let's say you've got this trigger. Something is triggering you to want to binge because you're not just going to binge for no reason. There is Mm -hmm. something that is making you binge. So we've got the trigger and we've got the reaction. Trigger is Bob said I'm fat or I'm ugly or whatever it might be. That's Mm -hmm. that's the trigger. The reaction is I'm going to eat my feelings, right? Yeah. You've got the unwanted outcome because after that, you've got the the feelings of guilt and shame. You're a bad person because you binged. Why are you like this? Why am I like this? Right? Really? We take that trigger Bob called me an asshole or my husband's an asshole or whatever. Okay. Stop right there. When that moment happens, we take a pause, 90 seconds. That's all it takes to kind of get in control of our emotions. So we take that 90 seconds and then we have the response. Okay. So when you get that trigger, we take a deep breath. doesn't matter how long it is, five seconds, just a couple seconds, whatever. Then we resist the urge to act impulsively, which is going to be the food, the, the food that we're binging and wanting to eat. And then we're going to put a name to how we're feeling. How are we feeling in this moment? Am I feeling judged? Am I feeling uh, lonely? I'm sad, angry. Put a put a put a name to that to that feeling. And then from there, we're going to put our ego aside, and then we're going to think think through the consequences of proceeding with that action. We do that do that for ninety seconds. That is going to be a lot. That's usually going to be enough time for your your body and your mind to get in sync, and for your your mind to say, "Hey, slow the fuck down. Everything's going to be okay." Mm-hmm. So that's my advice on that one. Uh, I call that the power of the pause. 
I think we our episode with Chase was really good about binge eating as well. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what episode number that was. That was a while ago. That was a while ago. Yeah. Chase sure. Smith. Yep. And, and there's a lot of, I mean, we've talked about binging and, and things a lot mm-hmm. on this podcast. So. Pausing is very powerful. Yeah, exactly. Just to po- implement a pause, slow mm-hmm. the fuck down. And that usually can help you get in control of that emotion, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. All right, Beth, you're up. All right. Question from Holly1276. For someone mid late 40s, is three days strength training enough or should it be four? Mm. Great question. Good question. First, I think it's important to understand. I think we like to we like to label ourselves. Like I'm a woman in my 40s. Do I need to be doing like something specific that someone in my 20s is? That's qualifying right there. Like, do you have this unique condition, right? Yeah, like you're you're not damaged or diseased. Why do you hit 40? I don't care if you're a woman in your Um, 40s, 30s, 20s, 60s. I'm doing the same workouts as I did in my 20s, 30s, 40s, and I'm in my 50s. Like strength training, the fundamentals do not change. Maybe your intensity does because you're maybe more tired, but you're doing the same stuff. So let's stop labeling like I need a 40s workout or a 50s workout. No. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's, we're past that. But Three or four days, I don't think there's not an ideal. Yeah, it depends, depends, right? Like, what's your schedule like? What are your goals? My opinion, four days is great for most people if that's that's actually attainable, right? Yeah, I did three for a long time because of my time. It's just an upper, lower, and a full body. And for me, that ended up to be actually harder than the four day because the full body is like two days put together. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'd rather do this. I'd rather split this shit up. So it depends, like... You know, your goals, what do you want to do? I love that we're saying it depends. And I'm not saying this to pat pat ourselves on the back, but I kind of am because a a good coach will tell you it depends. It's not going to be just black and white, right? Exactly, yeah. But also that, who who is it, Holly? Holly said something in there that I want to address too. She said, should I be doing three or four days a week? I'm going to challenge that and say, stop shooting yourself. Right. (laughs) That's something we teach all our clients as well. I'm sure you Mm -hmm. do as well. Stop fucking shooting yourself. Yes. Okay. Cause now you're, now you're setting this expectation. I should be doing this four days a week. Mm -hmm. And then what happens when you don't do it four days a week, you should have done it. So now you're going to feel guilty about it. Right. So the best answer is like, what, what works best for you and your schedule? Yep. I mean, in a perfect world, I'd be there five days a week, but Mm -hmm. I haven't worked out five days a week. Strength training. Oh my God. And probably since right coming out of the pandemic when everybody was like, I'm never going to let this go again. But I did that for probably a year after the pandemic. And then five days a week, I've never done a five, five day a week split. No, I I, have worked out seven days a week, but I never did like a strength training (laughs) specific. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I used to do that bro split. I used to do a bodybuilding type mm. split back in the day when I was actually a little bit bigger. Biceps <laughs> all in one day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Biceps and triceps. And, oh yeah. my God. Bites and tries. Bites and tries. Bites and tries. Oh my God. That's hilarious. All right. My turn? Yeah. Okay. This, this will be a really simple one. Tyson Kelly on, on Facebook says, water intake, what counts? Okay. All of it. Water counts. And I don't care if you use water flavoring. If you have to add lemons, it counts. Okay. The only thing I will say, I'm not going to have you count things like diet soda and soda. Yeah, I've gotten asked that. Like, intake. can I can I count my diet soda towards my towards my uh, water? Yeah, like, I mean, technically, is that speaking, fucking water? Just drink your water. I don't care how you're drinking it. Yeah. Put, it. put electrolytes in it. Put some flavoring in it. It's safe. It's okay. Whatever gets you to drink your fucking water, that's what we want you to. do. I've never once said my coffee counts towards my water. I just drink my fucking water. You de- stop trying to micromanage your your water intake just drink your fucking water yeah that's what what it's one of those things where we talk about like majoring in the minors right you're getting you get all your water 
Yeah. If, 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 you, if the question is like, should I count this, all this other stuff instead of water? Like you're probably not drinking enough water. <laughs> Let's be real. Very yeah. Real. There you go, Matt. That's perfect. You're probably getting your hydration from three diet cups soda. of coffee in the morning, <laughs> three diet sodas to get you through the afternoon mm-hmm. and then things like that. So that's, that's probably what's happening there. I don't know for sure, but that's what I see in a lot of people. So drink your water. doesn't matter how you get it mm-hmm. in. It's all going to count. All right. What you got next for us, Beth? D. Okay. So from Queen IED 35, do you have an app you prefer to use to keep track? There are so many to choose from. I get that. I get asked this question so many times. I feel like I need to like have a pinned section. I honestly, this is all like, it depends. It depends. There there are a lot of them and they all are, they all do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I found lose it to be more user-friendly, but I've also only used my fitness pal. So I'm not familiar with the other one. So I really couldn't say, but I do like lose it. Yeah. I don't, I've never used lose it. I know I have some clients that lose it and they'll, they email me their summaries on a weekly basis and things mm-hmm. like that. Whatever's easiest for you. Yeah. I, if I were to track calories, I'd probably just go right back to my fitness pal because that's what I used to use. That's mm-hmm. what I know. There's no sense in reinventing the wheel here. Right. Okay. So th- we had a really good question in our Facebook group as well from Nikki. Nikki's fantastic. I love you so much, Nikki, with the, the the feedback and the content that you put out into the group. I love it. Nikki's one of those um, women that aren't actually interested in losing weight. She's actually looking to bulk up and gain some weight. So nice. um, I, I actually love what she's all about. And her question is creatine. Should you cycle taking it or just stay on it? I understand that you might hold a little water being on it. I feel it does help my recovery at 50 years old with physical job and strength training five to six days a week with progressive overload. Some days I need all the help I can with recovery. Your thoughts, please. And thank you. Love the question. She gave us so much information there too. Creatine is something you should take every single day. You do not need to cycle it. There's no benefit to cycling Mm -hmm. it. Your your body's not going to like stop using the creatine. It's not going to get used to it, right? Mm -hmm. Just take it every day. No, you don't need to cycle it on and off. You don't need to load it when you first start taking it. You can, that'll help with the saturation about a week quicker or something, but there's no need to load it if you don't want to. And then let's, so she, she nailed a lot of the benefits there too of creatine. And I, I want all of our women listening to fucking listen. Okay. You should be taking creatine for lots of different reasons. It's going to help with your bone health, especially, mm-hmm. which is especially important as we age. It's going to help with your muscle, muscle health. It's going to help with your cognitive abilities. There's actually a lot of awesome research coming out to showing how it improves our cognitive abilities. And there's a bad rap associated with, with creatine because sometimes when you start taking creatine, you do see the scale go up, right? Mm-hmm. And why is that? Well, because creatine is just doing its job. It's loading up and putting water directly into your muscles. That's really all it's doing. So you're gaining weight, but it's water weight and it's good water weight because it's making your muscles bigger, stronger, and fuller. It's going to make your workouts better. It's going to make mm-hmm. energy more readily available to you. So yeah, you should definitely be taking your creatine. Let's see, it's safe. It's not going to cause you any kidney issues. If you do have kidney issues, consult your doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything, anything else I can add to creatine there. I think you're good. Creatine, five grams a day. Don't doesn't matter if it's pill or, or powder. Just take it. Monohydrate. Creatine monohydrate. Yes. Thank you for that. Yes. Because mm-hmm. that's what all the research is, is has been done on and that's been proven to be the most effective. So yes. Absolutely. All right, Beth, what you got for us? All right, from Juju Nunu Straw. Um, want to start using weight machines at the gym. Which ones? How many reps? Sets advice. Ooh. Okay. First, first, I was gonna say, you know what? This is <laughs> this is my advice to anyone that asks me what to do in the gym, how many sets of reps? Follow a fucking program. Yes. 
Okay. I can't, follow I can't sit here program, and write you a freaking strength training program on Instagram. Okay. So but we, but we can do that for five bucks a month on our Patreon. Yeah. And this way you go in with a plan, you follow a plan. You don't go in there trying, don't make up your own shit. I mean, I don't know why people really want to, that keeps people actually out of the gym because then they're like, I don't know what to do today. So they don't do it. When you have a plan, you have like, I'm doing three days a week. You know what you're doing. You go in, you do it and you leave. There's no guesswork. Okay. You go in, so, you fuck shit up and you go home. Fuck shit up and, <laughs> you know, go in with a plan. Yeah. So join our Patreon, $5 a month. You can have programs monthly scheduled for you. Did you at the gym or at home? Yeah. And actually I did. That's a great question because I actually did receive a question on Instagram for mm -hmm. this podcast and it was about our Patreon workouts. Okay. She Because she does the home, because for our Patreon workouts, right, we've got two versions. You can do them at mm -hmm. the gym or at home with resistance bands. She asked us, I can't remember. I think, I think it was... I think her name was Chrissy. She asked if she can do dumbbells at home or if, we got, or if we're going to create a dumbbell version for at home. Well, the, mm -hmm. the thing is you can take the workouts that we have you doing with the resistance band workout and just substitute them for a dumbbell. That's all yeah. you need to do. Yeah. And on that note too, I have received some messages about how the Patreon workouts, they're not working to click through to the videos. Mm -hmm. They work for me and they work for a lot of other people. So I think it might just be settings with somebody for some people's phones and things like that if they're yeah. not. If they're not able to get to the videos in that case, just unfortunately, you're just gonna have to YouTube it because it does work. Um, yeah. for, there's something wrong with your phone and I, I'm sorry, but I'm not tech support. Right. <laughs> yeah. For five bucks I, a month. I, that's that. <laughs> I mean, it works. It's yeah. just something wrong with your phone or computer, whatever you're using. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that was your question. Is it my turn then? Yeah, it's your turn. We're crushing through these questions here. Okay, let's talk about this one here. Rose, I love you, Rose. She says, and she's from our Facebook group. She says, can you tell me exactly what to eat each day so I don't mess up? Did you see that question? Mm -mm. Okay, so can we tell her what to eat every day so she doesn't mess up? No. Mm -mm. If we tell her what to eat every day, she's going to fucking mess up. That's mm -hmm. the thing. Meal plans don't work. What do they teach you, right? Y'all, you have to take initiative to create a lifestyle you, not me and Matt can stick to. We can help guide you and give yeah. you guidance. Like that's what coaching is for, helping you find these foods, helping you find that balance. You've got to figure out what you like. good coaches aren't giving you a meal plan and telling you what to eat. No. Good coaches don't do that. You you have to think about it. It's something that you need to focus on. Mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. I, I get the, well, it's something I just don't want to think about food all the time. Well, you have to. Right. I mean, you really, until you can actually. I think about food things. all the time because food's fucking amazing. Food, I love I'm food. always planning my meals. It's fun right. for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's like, but once you learn about the food you're eating and you're familiar with portions and you're, you have a healthy relationship with food, it gets easier. So, so it's Rose, not so daunting. Everything. Anything like yeah. that. You know, what, what, what will me telling you what to eat accomplish? Okay. You can follow a plan. What happens when. Life happens and you can't follow that plan. Mm -hmm. if, I, if I tell you what to eat, does that account for dinners with your friends, celebrations, life happening, right? What happens when I haven't told you what to eat for this specific scenario? You need to learn how to eat, right? Mm -hmm. So we go back to the age old saying of you can give a man a fish or you can teach a man to fish, which is going to be more successful. We are going to teach you how to fish. Okay. Yeah. You guys are adults. Mm hmm. We have, we have dietitians on our team and they don't even give our, our clients meal plans because mm -hmm. that's not helping anybody. Yeah. Of course, there's a lot of coaches out there that do meal plans. I'm not going to go on a rant about that right now, but yeah. they're not really helping you. So, right. Yeah. Just always think about what you can add. You guys mm -hmm. have the restriction mindset of what you want to get rid of. Think about what you can add yeah. and start from there. Like, okay, does my plate think about like, hey, what a balanced meal, like 
looks like a uh, protein, mm-hmm. fats, and carbs. Okay. Do I have a protein on my plate? Great. Do I have some carbs, some veggies, some fruit? Amazing. Do I have some healthy fats? Great. That's a perfect balanced meal. Mm-hmm. Think mm-hmm. about building your meals, like adding. And if you're listening to this and you don't know about all that, go back and get started with our protein Bible episode mm-hmm. um, that we just released a few weeks ago, because um, that's going to help you kind of change your perspective about protein and everything there as if well. If you just focus on protein and fiber on your plates, just start there. Protein and fiber. Most people could just do that and get great results from that. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's what we do with our clients. We don't even worry about carbs or fats. Like, yeah, just enough fiber, protein and fiber protein. and just start there. You'll notice you, you'll be more satiated. You probably mm-hmm. won't have a lot of sugar cravings because you have those satiating foods. Yep. Slow digesting. So focus on protein and fiber if you just don't know what anything else at this point. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Nurdle, your next question. All right. Hey, let's see. Do you? Oh, this is a good one. Tilly, Tilly Tulip too. Do you believe in doing training phases, maintenance and cuts? Thank you very much. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. I, I, it just, it depends. What's your goal, right? Yeah. Like what, what is your goal? I mean, I've gone through phases of maintenance and cuts because I'm a coach and I, I kind of like to experience what I'm helping my clients do body recomp and all that kind of stuff. I just think it really depends. Like, what are your goals? If do you want to just lose fat and build muscle, then you sometimes it's good to go through phases, but maintenance is the ultimate phase that you want to live in. Right. That's called like living your life. Life, baby. That's maintenance. Right. Like you can't lose weight forever. You're stuck in that fat loss phase. The ultimate goal. Mm-hmm, it is. Maintenance should be your ultimate goal, unless you are focusing on like a bodybuilding situation where you're like, I want to build some muscle. You may need to eat more. And then after you've built that muscle, you may want to go into a calorie deficit to reveal the muscle. So there's, it just depends what you want to do. And yeah, if you're training for aesthetics, absolutely. You'll go yeah. through cut. Or if you just want to be a phases. normal person, lose body I, fat mean, right, and live in maintenance and strength. I've been training. in maintenance for years. I mean, yeah. I, not in, I, well, actually I've been in a calorie deficit lately. I mean, but I, it wasn't oh, intentional, right. but yeah, yeah I, maintenance is where you want to fucking be. Exactly. But now if you have a lot of weight to lose, I will say, let's say you have like hundred plus pounds to lose or something. It may be beneficial for you to go through a weight loss phase and then be in maintenance for a little bit, just from the perspective of taking a diet break, because that shit is mentally exhausting, mm-hmm. constantly, constantly worrying about dieting and losing weight. So that can be, that can actually help adherence in the long run. If you have a significant amount of weight to lose, Mm -hmm. go into a a deficit for three to four to six months or so, take a month off at maintenance just to let your kind of your mindset reset and, and enjoy a little bit more food and and keep you fresh. And then, because what, what are we saying? Like this, there's no end date to this. There's, there's no rush to this. This is for the rest of our life. So it takes you as long as it takes you to get there. What matters is that you get there. Mm -hmm. Is this way a little bit slower? Yeah. But guess what? doing it the fast way hasn't gotten you there either so yeah right exactly all right my turn we may upset some people with this one this one came on my facebook page this morning Uh from from karen she said how do you feel about weight loss drugs along with a calorie deficit and exercise yay or nay Oh boy. Okay. So I get asked this question so much. It's almost nauseating. I'm I'm anti-abusing weight loss drugs. There we go. Throw that out there. If you are using weight loss drugs for an aesthetic purposes for vanity, just to look better, to lose that 10 to 20, 30 pounds. No, I am not an advocate for that. And I will tell you so there's our, there are realistic medical needs for people with these uh, new weight loss drugs. Leave it to them. If you just want to lose 20 to 30 pounds for vanity purposes. No. 
Yeah. We don't know the long-term effects that these drugs are having on us. In fact, we start, we are already starting to see some of the short-term negative health impacts that these drugs can have. Mm -hmm. So I, I, along with the calorie deficit and exercise, what you should really be asking is, how do you feel about weight loss drugs along with behavior change and lifestyle change? Yeah. Okay. I don't care what you're doing, whether it's weight loss drugs, if you're doing weight loss surgery, if you're not changing the shit that got you in this situation in the first place, you're not going to be successful. So that what happens when you go off the drugs, right? If you do, I believe that you're supposed to be on them for life. If that, if I am not correct, the, the ones that are meant for diabetes and things like that, which were, um, which are where these weight loss drugs are coming from. I, do I know that once you get off the weight loss drug, you may have rabid ravage, whatever, hunger, a lot of things. If you're not taking care of the behavior, once again, you're back where you started. So I think, like Matt said, a combo, but this should be oh, for your, yeah. I believe people that have health risks are or, or are very obese who have struggled with obesity their entire mm -hmm. life. Yes. That's what these drugs, these drugs are meant for. That's yeah. what they're for. Not like Matt said, your vanity weight, like 20 pounds. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. And not only that, but those people are taking drugs on. away from people that need them. Now we're seeing a fucking shortage in weight loss drugs because the, all these assholes out there are doing it to lose 20 pounds. And here's the thing. I don't care if everyone's doing it. Like, this is what I hear too. Like, oh my God, everyone's doing it. How can I not want to do it? It's like, you're looking at the shiny fucking object that you always gear towards instead of doing the goddamn thing. It's so right, short-sighted yeah. too. They're you not know? even looking at the long-term impl implications. Come on, guys. This is still that mindset of lose weight no matter what. And that is what's gotten you into this fucking situation in the first place, most likely. The grass isn't always greener. Correct. And we it's know it's only from a greener where you fucking mow it. Okay. <laughs> where you what where you see, see put seeds down and water it and nurture you know? it and mow it, right? Yeah, Come for on. sure. For sure. And we know this from a weight loss surgery perspective. We know that the reason why these things, weight loss surgeries aren't successful for most people is because there's they're they are neglecting the behavior change aspect yeah. of it. We know this. Behavior change is really number one because everyone knows how to fucking lose weight. I mean, let's be honest Everybody, here. Yes. You know yes. what to do. Every right. single person knows what to do. It's their fucking mindset that fucks it all up every single time. Yes. Show me somebody that doesn't know how to lose weight and I will show you a liar because everybody mm -hmm. knows that they can just starve themselves to lose weight, right? <laughs> well, actually, I shouldn't say that because then some asshole is going to be like, starvation mode, Matt. No, no, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's that's our rant. We're not <laughs> against them. We're just we want the right people to be using them. We don't want yes, people fucking abusing exactly. them. Yep. Don't take it just because huh? your hairdresser's taking it and everyone in the hairdresser or hair salon, okay? Right. Yeah. Be smarter than that. You are smarter than that. Come You're on. a fucking adult. Tell yourself that. Yes. All right. All right. What you got um, for us? When do you need to hire a coach? Ooh. Amanda Wilcox, eleven. Ooh, great question. Great question. I, I have to say, I think everyone, I think everyone should Everyone's hire a coach. I mean, honestly, if you've been dieting for a long time and you're consistently like doing this over and over again, you need to hire a coach. So a you coach will save to. you time and money. Yeah. It might in not the long seem like run. it. Yes, in yeah. the long run. Mm -hmm. uh, give you some guidance, help get you out of your own way, help you keep uh, accountable. Um, Nothing I, hurts my heart more. Then when I see somebody struggling with like Weight Watchers for 30 mm -hmm. or 40 years and they still right. think that it works. Yes. It's like, no, that shit isn't working. So you need to find an actual coach that can guide you through this shit. Like you could have, you're so, I'm going to go ahead and say, there's so many people out there that are fucking cheap, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't want to invest in themselves. 
So they take the shortcuts, they take the the ten dollar plans, the fifteen dollar plans that that they do for a couple of months, and then or the supplements, or you, the supplements that you'll are throw down, you'll throw down for the supplements. I don't know how many people will be like, oh my god, yeah, what kind of supplements should I take? They'll throw three hundred plus dollars on supplements, but when you go to a co- coaching consultation and it may be three hundred dollars a month, there's like, there's no fucking way because yeah. it's not an immediate satisfaction. It's something that you have to actually work for, right? Which is where a lot of these programs like Weight Watchers and Optavia mm-hmm. and things like that, those that's where they get you because you get those quick results because yes. you are starved, you're being starved on those on those plans. Stop looking for the immediate satisfaction and look for the long term. So you stop spinning your wheels. Aren't you fucking tired? I mean, right. it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm tired of hearing it. Like I am tired of hearing somebody say, and I get it. Not everybody can afford coaching. So this doesn't apply to you if it's truly out of your budget. But if you have the money and you're saying I can't afford coaching, but then you go and pay $500 plus a month for Octavia, you, it's not that you don't have money. It's that you don't, you're, you're looking for a quick, quick fix and you don't actually want to do the work. Mm-hmm. make it sustainable. So yeah, I agree with you, Beth. I, I think everybody can benefit from having a coach in yeah. one form or another, For um, sure. especially if you're, if you're spinning your wheels, if you're stuck, if you're frustrated, you're not sure what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good coach will guide you and support you and make it crystal fucking clear for you what you should be doing. And yeah. it's probably going to be a lot easier than you thought it was. Mm-hmm. Once you simplify it, it'll be, it'll be honestly life-changing. I, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do hear that a lot, right? With with coaching is like, oh, I, I'm just not ready for what it's going to take to go through coaching. Like, what do you think coaching is? Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to have you go. Well, that's because a lot of there's a lot of bad coaches out there, right? Yeah, that are giving coaches right. like us a bad name. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to kill our clients with with exercise. And no, and we we meet you need. where you are. Mm-hmm. That's that's the goal of, of a good coach. Meet you where you're at. Help you make some small changes here and there and your life shouldn't be upended just because you're working with the coach. A good yeah, coach will not at work all. with you mm-hmm. to, to figure the shit out where you're at right now. Right. We're not going to apply our lives to you. <laughs> That's what a lot of coaches do. Oh, work for me. Okay. This is going to work for everybody. That's mm-hmm. where you get your $50 a month coach. And, and I think people need to understand that everything, that everything is individualized. Even when we, let's say when we make videos, it's very general. Yes. Right. We're speaking to general population. And this is where people, they get personal and they're like, they think that we're talking to them specifically, but you need to take what we say and leave the rest because it really, everything is individual. There are outliers. There's each and every one of us having a like distinct situation, you know, anyway, Mm -hmm. coaching will help you get more individual is what I mean. Because yes. when we talk, we're talking to a mass of people and we, we have, have to be, to be a certain way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is a lot of people can take that generalized advice that we give and apply it to their lives and get great results. Mm-hmm. That's, that's amazing. Not everybody can do that for one reason or another. And that's really where, what the difference is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Lots of workout related questions this week, honestly, and I love it. So I want to address a lot of these. Carol from Facebook, Carol Ann An- Anema, uh, says, what is the best food to eat after working out? High intensity interval training or weights? Like the actual food, chicken, pasta, what is best for recovery and muscle building? Great question. What is best? So there is no like best food. I'm not going to sit here and say you must go eat chicken and broccoli <laughs> rice after your workout, right? right I'm not no, going to no. say that. What is ideal 
is replenishing your nutrients in your body because you just depleted your glycogen storages. That's the uh, energy that your body's using when you're going through intense workouts like that. So you need to replenish your glycogen storages. So I would say your, your main priority after a workout should be carbohydrates. It can be, I, I would prefer a quicker digesting carbohydrate, like a simple carb, something with like sugar, right? Fruit, candy, even. I, oh my God, I'm telling you to eat candy after workout. Maybe that'll help you get some energy into your body. So carbohydrate will be good for recovery immediately after your workout or soon after. But then of course, protein, protein shake, mm -hmm. or just food, like just eat some protein. Eventually what matters for protein is like, the overall protein throughout the day. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you, there's a myth out there about the 30 minute window with protein and, and the anabolic window. That's bullshit. Don't worry. If you don't get protein within 30 minutes, that's, that's okay. You're not going to yeah. wither away. Just get some carbs in you and then get some protein when you can. I'd also like to say like, I don't even think about shit like that. I think people, this is also a major in the mind. True. Thing. This is very true, Beth. Uh, like I eat when I'm hungry. So if it depends what time I'm working out, I, I might eat after I might not because that's not near lunchtime or something. But I mm -hmm. think we, we overcomplicate it. Like you don't have to leave the gym and immediately open a fucking absolutely protein bar in your car. Like that's not what you need to do. Like if um, you're in a like if you're in an intentional like bulking phase and things like or, that, like yeah, we were talking if, about earlier, then yeah, you would probably want to do that because but it, you know. it honestly doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't for general population, like unless you you're out, hungry and you're matter. like, I need something, I'm shaking, then have something. But I right. mean, yeah, especially if you didn't eat, you know, before your workout, you're right. probably going to be feeling like shit. So you're definitely wanting to get something in. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love, you know, as a, con a convenient option, I love a good piece of fruit and a protein bar or shake yeah. post-workout, especially if I'm not going to be able to eat for a while because right. I'm usually ravenous after my workout. Mm -hmm. That's why I eat. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah. All right. You're up, Beth. Fitness foodie fanatic, can you speak to the importance of weighing in grams versus weighing versus just using other options, cups, ounces, etc.? Yes. I got a question like this actually. Was that from um, Curtis? <laughs> fitness foodie. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I don't think that's um, so yeah. weighing in grams is more accurate. You want to weigh by weight, not by volume. Right. Let's say put a bowl on the scale, you zero it out and you put a cup of oats in there, see what it weighs. And then if you put the serving size in another bowl, doing it the same way and just weigh it by the grams, you're going to probably see that the way you weight it in cups weighs more. Right. Exactly. And I love that you just used that example because I just made a video last week using oatmeal as an example. Did you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's uh, usually my go-to with that. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very easy to use. And I, I think yeah. I remember the, the nutrition information here. Half a cup of oats. If you're just measure it, that's 150 calories. If you mm -hmm. just, it says half a cup, right? Okay, cool. Yeah. That's what most people do. But then in parentheses, it'll say 40 grams, I think. Mm -hmm. If so, that's if you weigh it dry, raw. Yeah. So take that. So take that half cup that you thought you just got and then go weigh it. I bet you it's going to weigh more than 40 grams, right? Oh yeah, so it usually The example does. I gave last week, it was like 65 grams mm -hmm. for half a cup. 
That was yeah. one and a half servings. That's so crazy, there was right? 75 extra calories just in that one serving. Yeah. That Same with peanut butter. Day, every day. Oh my God. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Food. Like it's like two tablespoons as a serving. What, what is your version <laughs> of a fucking tablespoon? Yeah. Right. It's a lot different than the grams. Yeah. So, so we always recommend weighing in grams. Always. That shit adds you, want, up. you want to be 100% accurate? Go do that. And after I posted that video last week, I had a couple of people message me afterwards. They're like, oh my God, I've been fucking up this entire time. This is why I'm not seeing results. They're like, that's I did when the people math. are like, it's like 350 gonna... calories a day. These people yeah. weren't accounting for That's wiping oh, out your deficit. Yeah. And this is when you're like, well, I'm in a calorie deficit, but I'm not losing weight. Okay. Are you weighing, measuring your food and grams on a food scale? Ask yourself that. If but you're not, that's start annoying. Doing it takes it. too much time. Yeah. Uh. So, so is you consistently not seeing results. That's taking time. What's too. more annoying? Choose, choose your annoying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I can't. I mean, I I have never once found weighing to be annoying, even I, with children. I don't mind it. I it's at home it actually. It's just because we're just we're trying to overcomplicate it. For instance, one of the questions I received for for this for this episode, we'll go into that next question next. Is some there was something about eating out and weighing out, uh, weighing their food, right? He's like, mm -hmm. actually, let me just pull the question up because this was in our, our Facebook group. It was from uh, Curtis. He was one of those guys that it, when I made that video about weighing in grams, it completely changed things for him. He said, weighing food in grams has been a game changer, but how do I measure foods that are pre-made but not broken down on the package? For example, I order pizza to take out. Mm -hmm. How do I measure this for calories? Well, the simple answer is you're not going to be able to measure that. Yeah, At that yeah. point, it's a estimated, it's an educated guess. What I would do is just find something identical in like my fitness pal and log it as that. Yeah. But the bigger issue here is how often you're doing something like this, because mm -hmm. that can, that's not even going to be hundred percent accurate. And so that's, that could be wildly inaccurate. But it's yeah. something. But if you're eating out a, a lot, that is why it's going to be a lot harder to be accurate and consistent with your calorie deficit because you mm -hmm. have no idea what the chefs are putting into these foods. The one chef could be putting more oil into the food. One chef could be putting more butter, less butter, whatever. You don't know these things by tasting it. So that's, mm -hmm. so you need to be honest. And if you're trying to lose fat and lose weight, eating out needs to be one of those things. That's it's, it should be the least thing you do each week, really. Yeah. You should be so if you're doing this once a week, Curtis or anybody else, I want to worry about it. Just log something similar, yeah. something close. I always Just overestimate. Overestimate. Yeah. Yeah. That piece of pizza instead of 200 calories, log it as 300 calories, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's the advice I'll give there. There you go. All right. What you got next? What do I got? Let me see. Um, I'm going to go to my next page here because I had to screenshot two separate. Let's see. Mm -hmm. I love your podcast. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. I don't, I screen, I took off the part where the person was. So thank you, whoever that was. I'm sorry. I, oh. I <laughs> Damn edited it, it. So I, I didn't see your face. I screenshot without the name. Wah. Okay. So I plan a non nutrient dense treat. I just can't stop at one. Is this a sign of emotional eating from Cranston 40? Mm. Hmm. It could be. Why can't you stop? It depends. It depends. Uh, guys, you guys are love our answers. We don't know because there's not a lot of information to go off of. There. Okay. So, okay. From what I'm reading, I plan. Okay. I plan a non-nutrient dense treat. So in my mind, that word I plan means that you kind of restrict yourself. Yeah. Okay. If you're planning in a treat, this, this is an, it depends. 
like once a week, that's maybe why. Maybe you maybe need once to plan. A day maybe you need to plan it every single day to build that healthy relationship with food. Or and therapy. and yes, and know that that food is always available to you. Okay, and so when you know something is always available, you can always have more tomorrow. You you get out of that scarcity mindset mm-hmm. and have that abundance mindset. So it's yeah. working on your relationship with food, knowing that you can always have more tomorrow. Power mm-hmm. of the pause. Mm-hmm. Include that food in a portion every single day. Include it with your day. Yeah. Instead of eating an entire package of Oreos in one night, maybe you allow yourself to have one or two Oreos every night instead. Put it away. Portion yourself out and put it the fuck away and realize you can always have more tomorrow. Exactly. That That's it. I, I think I got a comment yesterday on one of my Facebook posts about something like mm-hmm. that. This time of year, everybody's baking, doing the cookie, yeah. mm-hmm. doing, doing it with friends and family. So they're eating a lot of cookies, right? And it's like, well, what's so special about those fucking cookies? You could have those any time of the year, mm-hmm. every day, any day. Yeah, if you want to. exactly. Give also, yourself stop... permission to eat. Your yes. And stop there. telling yourself that you can't. I just can't stop. You can rephrase that. Like I'm going to stop at just one and I'm going to have another one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or I will have another one tomorrow or I won't. It depends on how I'm feeling. Right. right. But I'm going right. to give myself the option mm-hmm. to have that food. And when we, when we do that, I know this, when you do this with your clients and when we do this with our clients, when they make that food available to them at all times, some point they're not going to want that fucking food anymore. Yeah. And yeah. that is how you could get overcome that. I can't have more than one mentality. Mm-hmm. You can, you're just not allowing yourself to. Yeah. And then there may be like, I'm, I may be steering off a bit, but I know with me for like chips, for example, you may have trigger foods and it's normal to have a trigger food, something that, you know, that you have a hard time stopping to stop eating. Mine is chips and bags of mixed nuts. So what do I do? I don't really buy them that often, but when I do buy them, I know that I probably will go overboard with them. So maybe Mm -hmm. keep the stuff that you know that is kind of hard to not overeat out of the fucking house. And when you want it, go out and get that. But maybe you just need to limit it for a while until you're able to bring it back in or just know that when you do have that food, it's something that you may enjoy a little bit too much. So I limit I limit my chip consumption or I buy serving bags. So yeah, I just have my one bag. Single serving bags save me. That's mm-hmm. the big bags. I really honestly do struggle with that. So I buy single serving bags and I have mm-hmm. one and I'm able to stop. For sure. And I think part of the problem here is what happens after the fact. If you, if you do overdo it, a lot of times... I I know this for a fact. The reason why the cycle gets continues to get perpetrated is because we beat ourselves up after the fact. Mm -hmm. So if we just give ourselves permission to eat this food and then eliminate that guilt and shame that comes after you're already working on repairing that relationship with food. And Mm -hmm. you and I, I mean, we can certainly attest to this, right? Like it's funny when you and I get together, it's usually we're traveling to get to a a mutual place or something. Mm -hmm. And guess what? We, I'm not afraid to say this. You and I, we do tend to kind of do overdo it on some of those treats. Right. I mean, I know. I mean, every time we we went to hockey hill together, I mean, that one night in the cabin, we pro- I probably ate a bag of chips to myself. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I did it intentionally. Yeah. I did it without guilt. Without guilt. Without and guilt. I moved the fuck on. I was yeah. fine. I was fine. I, I mean, I had my weight and gummies. Yeah, for sure. My yeah, nose, I love the like. gummies yeah. when where I have a fucking bag full of gummies. But that's not something I do all the time. But I do when I do have them, I whatever, like Matt said, we, we have fun. Fuck it. But we're just but giving ourselves permission to do it. That's the it's thing. It's not a regular occurrence. But your resist persists. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. Now, since we're on the topic of travel, this question is really great. I love this question from Melissa Freyer in our Facebook group. What are your go-to airport or other takeout orders? Mostly do all my own food and love to pack for my own trips, but with a toddler, it ain't always happening. I'm going to just... One one easy way for me to stay on track and still feel good about the food that I'm eating when I'm traveling, because I, I travel a lot, you travel a lot. I feel like mm-hmm. you're probably going to say the same thing here. Always mm-hmm. seek out fruit as an option. Most mm-hmm. airports, especially restaurants, are going to have fruit options. Your vegetable options are going to be a little bit more scarce in airports and going out to eat and things like that. Yeah. But you're always going to have some type of fruit available to you. So when in doubt, just add some fruit and that'll be, do, go, go a really long way of balancing things out for you. So that's kind of my tip for traveling. Rely on fruit. Get it. Get it in whenever you can. And the Fairlife protein shakes there too. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. So mm-hmm. pair that up with I, that fruit. Yeah. I usually pack. I plan and break. You can bring a lot more than you think on an airline. Like I pack the night before, like a bag of like cheese sticks, apples, slices, protein bars. Sometimes cheese. Did I say cheese sticks? You did. Uh, nuts, and it's in my bag. I take it mm-hmm. on the plane, and I just. I'll eat that or I'll make a turkey sandwich or something if I'm Mm -hmm. able to. And then when you get to where you're going, we always stock the Airbnb, go shopping. Exactly. Yeah. So we're eating breakfast and lunch at the Airbnb and we usually will go out to dinner. Exactly. And then we have those fun foods and and relax and let go a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. Yep. All right. What you got next, Beth? This is a good question from Ash Molnar. Maybe this is silly. This is actually not a silly question. How do you stay strong when it comes to socially drinking? Oh, okay. Mm. So I guess the temptation there to drink more than they want to when they're in a social um, atmosphere or or not drinking. How do you stay strong when it comes to socially drinking? Meaning, are you, let's see if I, I mean, if I was to go to a party now, it, it doesn't even, like I just drink my seltzer or my diet soda and it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of adults put other adults under peer pressure and a, a nice no thank you if someone asks is enough. And if someone bothers you, you're you're hanging with the wrong crowd. <laughs> yeah. If somebody's going to judge I mean, you for not drinking, fuck them. Like, right. they, they just showed their colors right there. They don't, they, they're, they're projecting, they don't have your best interest in mind. If you choose, like, you don't need a reason to not drink. Right. Staying strong, just think about how you want to feel tomorrow. Don't think about the moment because when you think about the moment, you don't give a shit. Yeah. You you want to feel whatever you're feeling and you're like, yeah, whatever. And then you wake up, and you're like, why did I do that? Think about, oh, you know what? I want to wake up tomorrow, plan something that you have to get up early. Go on a hike. You know? Go for a hike. Be like, I'm, I'm meeting this person at this time. I got to feel good. And just say no. Yeah. No, no that was a powerful you. word. We need to get used to saying no again. Yeah. Give yourself bright lines before you go out and an, an escape plan. If you need to always have an escape plan. Always have an escape plan. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. All right. Let's see here. I'm just going through my questions here. Can you talk about protein absorption? Is the 30 gram limit per meal horseshit? That one's from Mike Robbins on my Facebook. God, I get that so much. It is horseshit. We did an entire episode on that with with Alan Aragon. We're probably going to repost that one here soon. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's bullshit. That's that is a myth. Your body is going to use all the protein you put into it. It's your body is going to use. It needs protein for for more than just building muscle. Yeah. Okay. Your your organs need it. Your metabolic processes need it. So your body's going to use whatever protein you. you Imagine in. being like a two hundred pound male and needing like two hundred grams of protein a day. What are you going to fucking do? Yeah, you're yeah. eating like fucking ten meals to get two hundred grams. Seriously, of pro- I that's mean, like come seven on, seven meals right there. That's 30 insane. Grams of protein. Like, think yes. about it. Like, doesn't make any sense. It's just, it's it doesn't. Now there's people that do that, right? Which is bodybuilders, but that's because mm-hmm. they. 
we know from a science standpoint, the optimal protein intake is every two to three hours to keep mm -hmm. muscle protein synthesis. But if you're listening to this podcast, there is a 99.9% .9 sure you're not a, a professional bodybuilder. Right. Or even an amateur bodybuilder. And you don't need to be worrying about that. Exactly. So, yeah. Stop majoring in the minors. Stop just eat your, minors, eat your eat protein. protein. There's so much more research coming out in protein. I mean, I just love reading it. Like fat loss and more protein is the way, I mean. They go hand in hand. They are, they, I they, mean, they're not married. They, they should be. When people say, is there such thing as eating too much protein? It's like, I no. honestly believe that you're not eating enough. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't the, think. The daily recommended, recommended you're amount fucking 12 grams of Kodiak cake pancake mix in the morning is not fucking doing it. All right. So. I mean, it might be but, better than what they were doing, right? But it's still true. But still yeah. not. I mean, where we would like to see them. Yeah. You know, that's if they do that three times a day. That's only thirty-six grams of protein mm -hmm. a day, and you're vastly, vastly under eating protein. Oh my word! Yeah. And that's the reality: is a lot of people come to us eating thirty or forty or fifty grams of protein mm -hmm. a day. It's like, man, I just had that with a fucking snack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Um, should we do one more question each? And uh... yeah, let's do one more question each. Yep. All right. So what do you think of Ray Pete philosophy of eating? How what about carnivore? Ray P-E-A-T. Never heard of him. I'm going to say it's probably I'll say, so good. Uh, if, it, if you're mixing that guy with carnivore, carnivore is probably the worst fucking diet ever. Ray, you, are you yes. looking up Ray Pete or whatever his name is? Yeah. Um, you need fiber. You do need fiber. Fiber is not a myth. So, uh, no I'm, what. Carnivore, definitely not. Definitely not. I have no That's idea what a, this Ray PT is. Yeah, never heard of um, that guy. Probably if it's a name to diet, if this guy's naming a diet after himself or something, like, no. If it's got a name to it... it don't the Ray Pete philosophy of eating? So it's, it must be, like, a, his way of... No. Create the you diet, not the Ray how does Ray's diet. How does Ray's way of eating work for you? Does that work for you and your lifestyle? If it does, okay, cool. Go follow that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? Carnivore. I mean, carnivore, I do believe carnivore is going to go down in history as one of the most harmful diets ever. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I yeah. mean, you have a lot of research already showing the, the, the negative health impacts of it. So mm -hmm. we will certainly see. Um, okay. Uh, one more question here. Another gym related question. How do I best navigate the barbell strength training workouts I'm doing? If I don't have a coach right in front of my face, mm -hmm. do I need one? And then she said, I have back, knee, ankle issues from old sports injuries and I'm menopausal. All right, Jaime, I think that's how you pronounce that name. How do you navigate not having a coach right in front of your face? Do you need one? Do you need a coach right a in front spotter? of your face? I, I, yeah, I'm not sure if they're talking about somebody to watch their form or what, but let's, you don't need a coach right in front of you to help you get better with strength training and working out and looking at your form. What we do with our clients, we have them record themselves doing that movement so that we can look at their form and and, and see how things can, can progress there. But like a good coach will give you a solid plan to help you with those back, knee, and ankle issues from those old sports injuries. Menopause has nothing to do with it, so I'm not going to address that. But yeah, I mean... You don't need a coach right in front of your face. That's the love, the beautiful thing about online coaching is you can work out from the comfort of your own home, record a video, shoot it over to your coach and get some feedback from them. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Beth, you did your one last, you did your last, one last question too then, right? So mm -hmm. I know we might have to do a, sec, a second parter to this. So you guys yeah. let us know if you want us to do a, a second parter to this. We we haven't done these in a while. This so. was fun. It was fun. It was fun. I want to throw this out there too, because we're wrapping it up. We are happy to say that we are continuing on with our podcast sponsor, Cured Nutrition. We mm -hmm. really enjoy working with Cured and their products. 
we're we're going to continue working through that with them through 2024, which is really fucking cool. We're, yeah. we're really fortunate for this partnership because we believe in their products. Mm-hmm. So I love their their Serenity gummies. Yeah, on a daily basis, take those every morning or, or yes. before I've got like an important meeting or something like that to help me keep co- cool, calm, collected. It really does help. Focused and just help with the stresses of the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a m- little microdose of THC in there, some some good CBD in there, some adaptogens in there. So if you're if you're struggling with kind of the day-to-day stresses, anxiety, and and things like that. The Serenity gummies may may be a good fit for you. I, I use these personally. Yes, we they are sponsored. We are sponsored by them, but you guys should know by now we're not going to promote shit that we don't believe in. Right. Exactly. I would definitely recommend <laughs> checking them out. With but we don't do that. Yep. So that's curednutrition.com slash CTC, and they do they you will get a discount if you do go cut the and, crap CTC. And, yep, CTC. So we're excited for that partnership moving forward. Yeah, that's just wanted to throw that out there. All right. All right. We should probably start planning our next meet and greet here soon, too. Huh? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yes I know yes. We, we know when we're when and where roughly. So we'll start getting the details out shortly, I think. Yeah. So, fuck yeah. All right. Fuck well, you guys yeah. let us know if y'all want a part two, we'll do it. All right. All right. Bye. See you, Beth. Hope you enjoyed this episode. So why not share it with a friend who needs to hear it? Send us a DM on Instagram or email us at cutthecrappod at gmail.com and join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cutthecrappodcast. As always, we appreciate you and thanks for being here.